Look, the biggest podcast where you can learn them lessons Line for line where you can learn from different sections Made it out the mud, come tell your story, blessings Never know who listening, never know who stressing Divine gave you a voice, come speak your honest truth Line for line, go ball for ball, it's up to you Wanna talk sports, gov, and politics Wanna talk about where you from and your accomplishments The line for line is really where you need to be A platform that's really made for folks like you and me You can find it all no matter what you seek Whether you calling or you listening, tune in every week all right and just like that we're back in another very special episode of line for line podcast i'm your host devon booker the host with the most we have a very special guest in the building but before we introduce him make sure you hit that like button hit the subscribe button leave an interactive comment from me and my guest and just like that we'll let him introduce himself to the world hey everybody how you doing i'm deshaun foster with black coffee kenosha Oh man, I'm happy to be here. Yes, sir. Happy to be here. Yes, sir. So a lot of people don't know we actually grew up next door to each other. Yeah. What was that like, bro? I, that was so long ago for me. Yeah. I just remember you were always older than me too, and I'm just like, it's hard for me to remember that time because I was yeah. like so young back then, bro. Because yeah. how old would you say you were back then when we lived next door to each other? Um, it definitely, it definitely spanned from probably when I was like seven, uh, uh-huh. honestly, to about like fourteen, fifteen. And how old are you now? 34. Okay, because I'm only 29, so it was yeah. like, you were always older. You were like around my sister's age and yeah. everything like that, too. But, man, that was some fun times growing up in, in the city of Kenosha. Definitely. For real, for real. What do you remember from, like, back then about Kenosha? Um, well, especially from the north side where we lived at, I just always remembered it being like a family, even though we weren't family. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was family, um, especially from Wilson. You know, we came up. A lot of people don't realize, man, we was the castaways. A lot yeah. of people overlooked us and didn't expect us to do stuff like what you're doing, what I'm doing. So uh, anytime you see something like that, especially from our neighborhood, man, I'm all for it. Yes, so. sir. Yes, sir. So how? just tell us how you got into coffee. Like, uh, what, what was it? You just woke up one day and was like, I'm going to go into the coffee business? Or were you always a coffee fan? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so it's crazy. Um when I decided to do coffee, it was actually my daughter's idea. No way. Yeah. Um, because, like, right before COVID started, um, I had gotten that mind frame where I kind of wanted to bet on myself and mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, do my own business. Um, so the start of the idea was actually supposed to be a soul food breakfast place. Okay. Yeah. And when COVID happened, you know, we seen so many restaurants closing. We seen restaurants struggling. And uh, I felt like when that happened, I had to kind of, like, change my idea. Um, So going to work and, um, you know, I worked at a school. So, you know, I'm bright and early in the morning. So I had to get my coffee. You were a teacher? Yeah. What? Yeah. What did you teach? I was at Goddard. Stop playing. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Okay. I went to school to be a teacher. Okay. Okay. And KUSD, all of that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, just going every day, sometimes even after work. Um, I always went because my daughter liked to get hot chocolate and donuts. So um, one day we was in the line, and uh, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, I come here all the time. This is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. even when I get up to the window, they know who I am. <laughs> um, so we in line one day, and uh, my daughter was like, Dad, we should start our own coffee shop. Really? And I was like, man, that sounds like a plan. Like, it's crazy coming from a five-year-old, but, mm-hmm. then that's a good plan right there. Um, so when she said that, you know, I just started doing some research, you know, I was still working my job. 
um, just doing research, finding out the trades, you know, terminology, everything, just doing all the back work for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then over the summer of this past year, I was getting my hair cut by Alvin. And um, I was like, hey, Alvin, I got this idea. You know, I am I really would like to do it. You know, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. And once I told him what it was, he was like, man, that's amazing. Like, that's a really good idea. And I'm like, so I know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I came up with it, but knowing my five-year-old daughter came up with it. <laughs> but um, so, you know, I just told him, I was like, the only thing I'm, you know, kind of struggling with right now is finding a place. And so when he offered up the place... Um, I went home and I thought about it and I was like, hey, you know, what is there to lose in this situation? Um, I have somebody who's like been my mentor since I was literally a kid mm-hmm. um, offering me an opportunity. So I was like, man, I got to take it. I got to take it. Um, so, you know, just doing some of the work and, you know, I wanted to wait, wait till everything was, you know, set. Like I said, continue to do my back work. And um, once December hit right around the holidays, I'm like. You know, I'm going to drop this on everybody, and I'm, you know, I want to start right when I drop it off to everybody. Um, so that's why it, it just came out of nowhere. Um, but, you know, people behind the scenes had known that I had been doing this since, like, July, August. Okay. So, so were you are you a chef already, or were you always, like, trying to be a chef? Because I know you said you wanted to start yeah. a soul food breakfast place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, you know. I always knew how to cook. That was something that, you know, my grandma. Awesome. Oh, yeah, my gosh. You know. I missed that. Man, yeah. <laughs> man those events over there yeah. were so cold, yeah. bro. Like, back with, like, Jamal and yeah. all them, too. I remember we'd yeah. go down in the basement. Yeah, bro, most definitely. Man, growing up was, like, the best time. Yeah. Kids don't really get that now because so many kids are just stuck at home, like, on a game. Everything's just yeah. virtual now. But back mm-hmm. then, we actually interacted yeah. with, like, our neighbors and stuff like yeah. that. Like, yeah, stuff was outside yeah. all day. yeah. Know? Man, so yeah. But just tell us a little bit about like the thought process when you were starting, because I'm pretty sure there might have been doubts, or some yeah. some people may have said, "Do you think that's gonna work?" Or yeah. maybe try to psyche out of it, whatever yeah. the case may be. I mean, to be honest with you, I still have doubts. No way. Yeah, even with everything going as good as it do, um, I still think you know, like, is this something that I can have longevity wise? Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I think it is, um, you know. You don't see too many people who look like us in the coffee industry. Um, so uh, that that was that's like my number one doubt. You know, like you just don't see too many faces like us in the coffee industry. And, um, you know, if I'm going to succeed and, you know, I have a good back end of people who are in my corner who's like, hey, don't give up. You know, keep going, keep going. But, you know, when it's just me, you know, sometimes I do have doubts. Um I've had some people who I've tried to get my own place and, you know, the first thing that they say is like, oh, it's so many coffee shops in Kenosha. What do you, you know, what are you doing opening up a coffee shop? And I'm like, I mean, it's a million McDonald's, but you see everybody still opening McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Four or five Starbucks in, in Kenosha, you still see those Starbucks opening. Um, and, you know, this this was something that I want to do to continue my family, you know. I put a uh, different input for my family into my coffee shop, so I consider it to be more, if anything, like a family coffee shop. Yes, sir. So before we get into that part, just tell us a little bit about location and where we can find you physically and like on social media and things yeah. like that. Um, so physically, right now, I'm um, I'm at Regiment Barber Collective, you know, Tuesday and Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. 
um, actually starting off um, the second week of May, I'll be at the uh, Kenosha Harbor Market. Stop playing around. Yeah. yeah. Stop playing. Yeah, so I'll be there every other Saturday um, pretty much the whole summer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. But um, And also when the summer come, I'll be opening every day at the barbershop. Stop, man. That is beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. And Regiment's right there on 52nd across from the Boys and Girls Club, correct? Yeah. yeah. So you can even get your haircut by Alvin, Ken, Bibby, D, yeah. all the amazing guys they got in there. And you can get you some coffee as well, Most too. definitely. Some of the best coffee in Kenosha, I say. Some of the best coffee. I actually don't drink coffee, <laughs> but I still support with the lemonades and everything like that. Just tell us a little bit about the list of things that you do offer, like the items that you have on the menu and how important they are to you. Um, so, you know, I have your traditional coffee items. Um Lattes, which is probably our most um, popular seller. Um, we got, you know, just a traditional black coffee, which was how my two grandmothers actually drunk their coffee. Black? Um, yeah, black. Just black coffee, no cream, no sugar. Stop playing. Yeah. So that, that a lot of my menu items are actually named after my family members. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's um, just because... <laughs> Um, when I think of those items, either the process or the taste or the original name of the coffee drink just brought like memories back from, you know, some of my aunts and my uncles, as you know, we had a huge family. Man, <laughs> so. before we, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you no, just you thought don't. when you said family. I could never understand your granddad. Like when he yeah. would come drop the greens off yeah. to my mom or my dad, and I would answer the door. He would just be sitting there talking. I'm literally just like, "What is this man saying right yeah. now? Yeah. What is this man saying right now?" Yeah. Uh, did you? How would you be able to understand him? Because I would always be like, um, it, "It it took a it took a while to to really you know understand him." Okay, gotcha. Um, my my grandfather was a a person of like action. Mm-hmm. So even if you couldn't you know completely understand him, he had got into uh, a medical accident, which was why he was blind and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But um, I, I will tell you this: when my grand my grandpa got mad, you would know. <laughs> you would definitely know. Too he, funny. He, too he funny. Would feel, he would feel it too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But back into the men, you might yeah. bad. I had to throw it oh, in there oh, as well no, too. You good? You good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, you know, even even with my grandfather, a lot of people, uh, when you look at my menu, you always wonder, like, hey, well, you know, where does he come in? And it's like he had his niche in pretty much everything, um, you know, even his garden. A lot of people didn't understand that garden, man, that fed our family. That man used to come next door with the bucket with the yeah. greens yeah. and vegetables in there. Yeah. I was like, this guy, man, yeah. it, it plugged us. Yeah, for real, for real. Kept, kept everybody eating. Uh, our next door, you know, the other next door neighbor. Antoine, was it right? Was it his oh, name? Oh, man, I can't even remember. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like Ant- the, the White House, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that was Antoine. That yeah. lived there. I forgot his mom yeah. and dad's name. That was so long ago, but yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, it's each item just reminds me of a family member. Like I say, either the name or the process of it. Um, and then, you know, my grandfather and my granny taught a lot of us how to cook and how to bake as well. So when it came to the baked goods, um, I took one of my each of my aunts or any of my cousins one of their best desserts, and I wanted to implement that into the menu, as far as them. So, um, you know, when you think of like a Tanudas who's been running for a while, you know, not only do they serve alcohol, they serve other stuff that has been family traditions for a long time. Mm-hmm. I want my coffee shop to be like that. Where, you know, we serve coffee, but then we have other items that my family have been known for for years. So that the family is like a huge part when it comes to that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you have a menu uh, item named after your daughter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. What you got named after her? It's it's a hot chocolate recipe that she actually came up. Stop playing. Yeah. How is it that we work out some type of special where it's like it's a live for line special? Like they say yeah. live for line and they get a certain little item. Like yeah. what is it that we can buy in or what what is it that live for um, line needs to do to get something on the menu? Or, so I mean, like what, a theme or something. I mean. That's tough. Maybe some but, cookies shaped like a microphone, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, we we can we can do something like that. We can we can come up with something. Life alive, just expanding out yeah, here at these yeah. trees. We can come up with something. I, you know, I might have something where I um over over the summer where I introduce to people where you can customize your lemonade drinks, where you can make different colors and stuff like that. So. Maybe one uh with your logo colors. I'll make a drink that's your logo colors. Man, it's blessing us, blessing us. As we get ready to close out this phenomenal episode, what would be that piece of advice that you would give to the fellow entrepreneur that wants to get started, even if his industry may be a little bit oversaturated? Yeah, um, man, go for it. Go for it. Like literally, as as crazy as that sounds, as cliche as that sounds, go for it. Because um, you know, too many times. In life, just in general, um, people put a, their dreams aside to fulfill someone else's dream, which is technically the definition of going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and too many times you see people go 30, 40 years working at a job and then you retire. You know, I mean, even though you have money, you have time. Did you fulfill your dream? And a a dream just necessarily shouldn't be, hey, I got money to provide for my family. Your dream should be something that you enjoy doing when you wake up every day. You love going there, Mm -hmm. not just because you're making money, not just because you're providing for your family, because you generally love it. And um, if you were to go and stop 10 random people on the street and you ask them if they have a business idea, about eight or nine of those people are going right at the drop of a hat. Yeah, I have this. And you ask them the question, well, why aren't you doing it? And a lot of them are going to say, well, I have a job. I have a kid. I have this. I don't have time. And it's like those are all excuses to block you from living your dream. And if your dream is something that you truly you seek out, you can't put that aside for someone else's. That makes sense. That you makes know. sense. But how is it that you deal with, like, the doubters or something like that? Like, why are you starting coffee for? We already got Starbucks over there. Yeah. Like, or don't do that. Like, how how is it that you get past up? Um, I get past it by honestly just having thick skin. You know, having thick skin. Um, you know, I don't. I honestly don't listen to outsiders. Mm-hmm. It outsiders are never gonna stop me from doing what I want to do. Um, and I take this advice, listeners on YouTube. Yeah. I'm taking this advice from them. Yeah, you can't. You can't never let nobody. You know, put doubt in your mind. You know, I I told. Um, Another interviewer a couple of days ago. Um, you have to be your biggest fan. You know, you have to be your number one fan. Yeah. That's crazy that you yeah. said that, because I'll be riding around bumping my theme song, yeah. even though I heard it like a million times. But I was like, I, I got to be my biggest fan. I got to go hard for me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Other people may not want to hear it, but yeah. I got I to gotta keep it going. You right. know? So And it's crazy because people say, like, man, your daughter is your number one fan. And it's it's possibly true. But as far as the the business go for myself, I want to be my number one fan because when it falls down, the chips all fall down. I have to be the one who picks it back up. Mm -hmm. You know, my daughter don't understand how to pick it back up. So even though she's rooting for me, she don't see me at home going through, man, am I going to make it? She don't see that. All she sees is the good. So I see the bad and the good. So I got to push myself 
to to overcome that bad. Yes, so. sir. Is there anyone out there that you'd like to give a shout out to that may have helped you along the way, gave you some advice, anything like that? Oh, man, it's so many people, man. It's so many people. I'll just start off by honestly saying people in our community when we grew up, mm-hmm. um, Boys and Girls Club, Wilson people, um, you know, even some people's parents, you know, that, that just looked out for us when our parents weren't around. Um, but, yeah, I definitely I definitely have to shout out Mr. Owens, both of them. Alvin, yeah, oh, Alvin and Arlen? Yeah, definitely. Both those have been, like, prevalent people in my life since I was a shorty. Starting yeah. with Arlen, yeah. making sure he comes to my class and say, man, you good? Make sure you focus. Just sitting there with me, giving me that extra sense of confidence. Like, yeah. I got Mr. Owens in here with me right now. Yeah. Let me make sure I'm, like, yeah. leading the class, leading by example, and showing people that I'm worthy to have someone like that come in there and invest time and energy into me, you know? Yeah. And then back to Alvin, letting me use the shop, you know, like recording several episodes, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. ma- wanting me to succeed as a business owner and wanting my podcast to be productive. I'm, I'm forever in favor to Alvin, seriously. They, yeah. They've been nothing but pristine individuals to me in my life since I was a kid, so I'm man. very thankful for them as well, too. And, and you, this, it's the same thing for me, man. I mean, Mr. Owens took me on my first ever uh, field trip, road trip. For real? I had never been outside of Wisconsin before. Stop playing. No, I had never been outside of Wisconsin up until Mr. Owens took us on the college tour. Oh, wow. And we went to New York, uh, North Carolina, and ATL. Oh, wow. I had never been outside of Wisconsin. The, those Owens, they need a round of applause, yeah. seriously. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, we just wrapped up an amazing, heartfelt episode of Line for Line podcast. We appreciate you for having some time for us, sir. Appreciate y'all, man.